0: Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you're very welcome. You're welcome to look at the Master's Voice channel playlists. The playlists are very helpful to help you follow streamlined themes, teaching themes, um, exhortation themes, uh, things that you may not have heard in church. This blog features two playlists, of things that are not usually taught in church one of them is the supernatural playlists, and they're talking about these unclean hybrid beings known as aliens that is their common name recently changed and I remarked to someone recently and I said do you remember the prophecy where the Lord says that as we get closer and closer to the beast system that they will change the language that we are used to they will change the language of things that we have always known to be called one thing they will change the language and that is part of what the bible talks about peace and safety when you come to an era when you come to a time where things that we've always called one thing is being rebranded in your face it's necessary for you to understand this a new kingdom will always come with new ways new language new laws. They want to acclimatize you to that new kingdom. If the language stays the same as the kingdom you are used to, then when you see something new, you will call it the old language. And that is not what they want. There needs to be a reprogramming of the minds of all people. This is their desire. They want to reprogram the mind and reprogram the human understanding to say that, for instance, good is evil so warning people for instance about sin in that new kingdom it will it will be rebranded as evil it will be called harassment it will be called all the evil beliefs and the narrow mindedness christians you have to be prepared for this we were told go out into all the world preach the gospel to every creature go out into all the world and make disciples of all nations but as we begin to as we continue to carry out that in the new world it will be rebranded as evil as wickedness as pestering as narrow-mindedness and rebranding it like that will lead to a new system whereby because we are called pesterers because we are called a blight on the face of a peaceful utopian society that wants to be able to marry eight-year-old boys as a grown man then we will simply be easier to attack This is how you make people a target. You first change the definition and change the identity of that person. and Then you can easily attack them with new laws. So the language will change. Aliens are being called something now UAP, whatever that is. People have never heard of that. The things they fly in have always been called UFOs. But now the new language is creeping in and God simply wanted to warn us as far back as 2021, 2022, I was warning that when you see the influx of the new language, you must know that the new kingdom is birthing itself in front of you. And so there is a supernatural playlist for aliens. The fact that I've been saying here since 2021, when God really gave me strong nudges to start speaking about all the things that I have been seeing. The dreams about aliens, the fact that they will come down and live with us in blended societies and things like that. The other supernatural playlist contains very comprehensive, biblically structured and based teaching about fallen angels, about giants and about Nephilim. I think there are two or three videos that haven't been added to that playlist, so I will attempt to do that in the intervening days. And so you can find um, things that you might not have heard in church here. And then you can also find things that you have definitely heard in church but may not have understood. There are two very excellent playlists on sin. What is sin? That is called the sin series. And also repentance, something that people greatly overlook. People sin and they carry sin in their lives. They make excuses for their sin and they coddle their sin. They say, yeah, I hear you, Celestial, but it's kind of tough. You know, I'm struggling with this and that. The reason that many people, the reason that many people, please listen, are not delivered of sin is because they will not confess their action as sin. They see it as their weakness they call it I have a weakness they see it as their struggle but it's my struggle don't judge my struggle it's sin it's sin it's a dirty filthy living thing from beneath the darkest realms of wherever even I don't know and it has gotten a hold of you and the longer it stays attached to you it rots that place where it first attached and then the rot spreads all through your body rooting in your mind to convince you that it's a weakness and it's a struggle it's sin say it with me it is sin what i do as long as it goes against god's laws celestial i today am going to confess that the things i do that break god's heart and that also break god's laws are sin many people are they're very concerned with god's heart i'm breaking god's heart i'm breaking many people have broken god's heart they've disappointed him but trust me the group that's in the greatest danger are the group that break god's laws you break these laws there are penalty for breaking these laws it's eternal separation from god it's judgment for acts and it's being consigned to hell which will eventually one day itself be poured into the lake of fire actions have consequences So, if you're today years old and you're hearing that sin will be judged that there's no such thing as unextinguishable grace you're hearing that sin will be judged that god will weigh it and find it wanting and put it and you that commits it out of his face god is all light apart from him there is no light these little lights that we have sun and moon they take their instruction from the one who is all lights and when you are put out of his presence it means you will be in the deepest deepest ongoing never to be broken up never to be stopped darkness and the bible says that when people are put into that darkness they chew their tongue this is an act of this is a sign of madness madness that comes upon people This is also a sign of utter hopelessness. To chew the tongue is not an easy feat. The human being is not taken there lightly. If you do not understand these things, if no one is teaching you these things, you are in danger. Means that your Christianity doesn't have the necessary grappling hooks. And what is these grappling hooks supposed to hook onto? The truth. You have not bought the truth at all costs. And so that is what this channel is here for. The prophecy today talks about many things, judgment and also harming children. I'm continuing in the human trafficking series and it was the Lord who told me quite clearly last week, I want you to turn and handle the human trafficking prophecies. And I found quite a few of them. I thought I had handled uh, human trafficking and the abuse of children in 2021, but I see that this blog is like, a mystery. You think you've covered things and then there's five of them sitting and waiting for you to speak about. Today's prophecy is from May 22, 2021, Millstones. The banner scripture is this, but whoever shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Matthew 18 and verse 6. A millstone is described as either of two circular stones used for grinding something. This was a form of industry, agricultural industry tool in the old days. So it's two big stones and they would have one, I think, lying, lying flat like a donut. So it'd be lying flat, flat with a donut with a pole in it. And a little groove in it. So just try and imagine how my hand is cupped. And now imagine this cup rotating, going all around like a circle. So it would be there with a little groove in it, a hole in the middle, and they would put a pole in the center of that hole. And then they would sit another millstone upright inside the groove. And then pass another pole through the circle. And someone would walk around in a circle pushing this thing, and it would grind corn, or it would press olives, or it would press whatever thing they put there, maybe wheat, and they used it to make grain, like the kind of porridge or oatmeal that we have today. It took a lot of work, and those stones were very heavy. And usually, when the millstone was set up, quite a few of them would be set up so that the women could come and grind their grain and grind their flour. It's backbreaking work because they were heavy stones. So a millstone was used for grinding or crushing. But the third definition here is a heavy burden. Heavy burden, you've gone and you've committed adultery and now the Holy Spirit is rebuking you out of your skin and telling you, so-and-so, tell your wife, tell your husband what you have done. That weight that is inside your heart that feels like the weight of a thousand suns around your neck, that is the heavy burden of a millstone. The scripture says here that whoever offends against children, whoever hurts children, whoever harms children, whoever abuses children, whoever traffics children, whoever sleeps with little boys and girls in their backside is a heinous person, a reprobate and overt. That means open, easily identifiable sinner that has offended against the mind, body, heart, and person of a small child. And God says that if anyone does that, it would be better for that person to have this massive stone that I've just described put around his neck and be drowned in the depth of the sea. When someone says a punishment like this, that a heavy rock should be put around your neck and you should be tossed in the sea to drown, I hope it's being understood by American Christians that if Jesus can say this, He's not asking you to be the kind of person that goes into your prayer closet and starts praying for um, the health, the wealth, the repentance, and the welfare of the human trafficker or the pedophile father, mother, brother, sister, school teacher, or whoever else is out there offending against these little ones. Because it is an astounding fact in modern Christian today that Satan has lied to the church so deeply that the church of Jesus Christ, to a man with very few exceptions, actually believes that there's no sin that is so bad that god will not forgive that sin so i don't know i definitely know that god himself never led the church to believe this of him because god himself left us a book that shows us how many times god judged and destroyed wicked people so god was expecting the bible to be a graphically clear calling card as to how he views sin that he hates it and when sin is particularly heinous, when you start to hear about people being dragged from the river and having bite marks all over them because the person didn't only rape them, but he bit off chunks of her, then strangled her and put her in the river. God is not expecting the Christian church to re- to read about an article like this, hear a story like this and go, ah, that poor girl, I'm going to pray for that man's soul. That man needs to repent. So God himself is astounded at the people who said they have read his word, aye aye captain. We understand what's in there and we're going out to start asking. I'm struggling to pray for the trafficker. I'm angry that they did this to the child, but when I go to pray for the trafficker, I'm stuck. And I'm thinking I'm stuck too because I don't know what you're doing in the prayer closet praying for the trafficker and his salvation and not the child and praying down coals of fire upon the head of the trafficker as you will hear from this prophecy god himself is not praying for the trafficker he's he's getting ready to send coals of fire on america this prophecy is about how america is going to receive actual coals of fire from the sky actual burning balls of sulfur that will come to the nation so god himself is not in his prayer closet looking for any traffickers any pedophiles redemption he he's he's describing judgment and millstones so this is reprinted as it was from my journal tonight after some serious focused and very ardent prayers in tongues during which I recognized many things the Lord spoke to me and I was listening to him and then I paused and I was asking him directly for wisdom to guide my life but God kept giving me Isaiah chapter 9 And I kept praying because I was sure that he would give me something else because he could hear me praying about my life, not about America. I paused and I waited for a reply, but he repeated Isaiah chapter 9, verses 10 and 11. And I know those verses near by heart. The bricks have fallen down, but we will rebuild with hewn stones. The sycamores are cut down. But we will replace them with cedar trees, and I will stir up the adversaries of resin against him and join his enemies against him. And I sighed, because it is always the same scripture over and over for years now, and it is never changed. This scripture I'm reading here about the bricks falling down, but people saying, we will build back again with hewn stores, with hewn stones. And the sycamores may be cut down, but we're going to replace them with cedar trees. And then God responds to these people saying this by telling them, I will stir up the adversaries of Rezin against him and join his enemies against him. So Rezin is who was ruling at that time. A man who formed alliances with other kings around him. And basically he seemed to be unshiftable, at least from a human standpoint. And so when 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 the Lord was telling the people of Israel at that time in Isaiah chapter 9 that he was going to judge them, and he was going to judge them to the heart, heart. and he said that a word would fall upon them, he said the word would fall upon them, and it would be so hard that it would spread to all the people, this people responded to him by telling him, our bricks have fallen, but we're going to build them back better with better stones so they were telling him we've been attacked yes this is true you are right our enemies have come and they have kicked us around a little bit and we've had buildings collapse but that gives us an opportunity for a new building project god we had built those buildings with bricks and now that the bricks fell down we're going to use these very pricey cut stones and yes the sycamores were cut down, but we will replace them with cedars. Now, when you listen to them you, to this, you might think, oh, they're talking about trees. A sycamore tree is a certain type of tree. And a cedar tree is a more expensive, better, costly wood. But actually, what they're saying is the first warriors that we had that died in the battle and that were cut down, it's regrettable. But you wait and see the new Air Force, the new Marines that we're going to come up with. And the Lord's response is, I'm going to stir up all the enemies of your king, and I'm going to join his enemies against him. Now, what is interesting is I have received this prophecy since the days of Obama up till now, Isaiah 9. God has brought this scripture and used it against Barack Obama. He has brought this scripture and used it against Donald Trump. He has brought this scripture and used it against Joe Biden. And in each case, because I was getting confused by the time we got to Trump, and then the same prophecy used against Biden, and the Lord said to me, Daughter, this scripture is against the kings of Babylon. In each of their cases, I will drag them down to the dust by allowing their enemies to rise up and be extremely powerful against them until they drag them down. When God says that he will stir up your enemies, It means that you're going to suddenly find yourself attacked on all sides you're going to find accusations coming in on all sides you're going to find problems coming in on all sides that's stirring them up they're going to be stirred up like you poked a nest of hornets hornets or bees and they're going to become a problem for you. You're going to find yourself in the press a lot. You're going to find yourself, this word, beleaguered, which means set upon on all sides, like you're surrounded by wild dogs. But then when he says, join your enemies against you, this means that you're going to find problems even from quarters where people who are not normally against you will come. To join the enemies, I want you to have a picture of the Lord taking one pearl, stringing it to another pearl stringing it to another pearl stringing it to another pearl making a necklace of destruction for the king last was it last year it was earlier this year in one of the banking prophecies the lord spoke about impeachment for joe biden and he said very clearly that this man that we have seen weathering scandal after scandal after scandal all of a sudden you will start to hear the word impeachment being hit around like a tennis ball in relation to joe biden i will i'm not able to link that prophecy but perhaps in another video i will give the name of that prophecy so that you can go and check it out it was one of the prophecy is called systemic risk systemic risk that is the name of the prophecy, and in that prophecy, he was mentioning how um, Joe Biden, who has always seemed to manage to evade scandal, it just it goes away like cigarette smoke. It would not be able to go away this time. And so, when I heard the Lord giving the same scripture about how He is going to snare the kings of America and drag them down at the actions of their own enemies, and even enemies from unexpected quarters. I sighed because i have been getting the same prophecy over and over. And at that time that I was praying, I really was not interested in America's 12 million problems. I was praying about myself and my own life. The Lord continued and he said, I will never relent concerning the judgment of America. Her stones are hurled down from a great height. They fall on her people like millstones and will grind them to powder Angels are throwing these stones. These stones are the judgment of Mystery Babylon. The word of God is the judgment against this nation. My word is the benchmark by which the nation is judged and found guilty. My word is the standard. To the extent they cast away and disobeyed my word, so shall they be judged. To the extent they cursed and hated the word of God, and excluded it from among them, so shall they be weighed and found wanting. So what God is saying here simply is that the judgment that is upon the United States of America is never going to be turned back so um, this is this is the kind of judgment that is not often given in scripture. This kind of judgment is not often given in scripture. The example of this judgment was when the Lord told. The people of Israel that for refusing to enter into the promised land and possess it, as he had told Moses, because they listened to the negative report of the spies, the Lord said that he was never going to let them inherit the land. And right there, he pronounced a death sentence over them. So please understand there were teenagers there. There were old people there, people who people who were hoping to get to Canaan. And see the beautiful land, the milk and honey. You will live in houses that you did not build. And you will eat from fields that you did not plant. And you will drink wine from grapes that you did not have to to sow. Old people were hoping to make it into that promise. And young people were excited to make it into that promise. And there was Joshua and Caleb and all their generation. And the Lord, in a moment of anger that was very justified, he said, that they would never enter into the rest that he had for them. So God made these people a glorious promise just to those who think, oh, no, if God said something that it has to happen, the word of God cannot fail. The word of God can be defeated by we the people. The word of God can be defeated by the conduct of human beings. Prophecies can fail all the time because of the people that are prophesied to. So if God prophesies to a nation a glorious future, a great future, he says the minute I speak to a nation that I'm going to build it up and I'm going to heap up that nation and make the nation grand and glorious and then the people turn to sin, I will relent concerning the promise I made them. That means that I, God, will turn my heart immediately from having any good In mind for them and i'm going to punish them according to their sins and then he says the minute i speak to a nation that i will tear it down that i'm going to pluck it up by the roots when the lord plucks up a nation you look and there's a hole just the way you pluck up an onion or carrot. there's a hole there there's nothing left your roots come out you are disposed of no plant can grow without roots and the hole is left there And then after times, the rain will fall on that hole and put the soil back and there will be no sign that you were ever there. And the Bible says that in the Psalms, that you can see the wicked standing there like a great green tree spreading himself up. And then you can look again and God would have judged that wicked person and you won't find him anymore. And that is exactly what the Lord did. He pronounced a lengthy 40-year period of judgment upon Israel. For 40 years, they were wandering around the mountain. They were not able to enter the promised land. And the only reason for that is because God was waiting for all of them to die, according to what he said. Judgments can be pronounced, and it's not possible to turn them back. Whenever people hear the judgment of America, they always say, but what about Nineveh? Please listen to what I just said. Nineveh was one of those who heard that God was going to destroy them and pluck them out of the earth. They instantly went into the kind of repentance that pleases God. The entire country was repenting. The entire country was sorry and God received their repentance. However, let me use an example right next to them. When Moses came to Israel and told them, well, the Lord says that nobody's going anywhere, we're not crossing over, and it's all over, they also repented as a group. They also said, no, we are sorry that we moved in unbelief. We are sorry that we did not listen to what God said. We will go now and take the land. God did not receive their repentance. They went to try and enter the promised land and they were soundly whipped by those Nephilim that were in there. They came running back. Quite a few of them had died, chastised, and then they understood that when God says he means it, he means it. Sometimes he means it and like Hezekiah and like Nineveh, you cry out. And even though he meant it, you touch his core, you touch his heart. And then he says, okay, you have done wickedness, but I will not hold it against you. I'll give you 15 more years and I will do this and that. But sometimes you cannot change it. Sometimes you cannot affect the outcome. Sometimes the outcome is pronounced and it will sit on the head of the person Or the nation, like a boiling pot, until the word is fulfilled. And God is saying here, the words and the judgments of America will be as heavy as those stones I described. And they will grind the people of the nation to powder. And that angels are throwing these judgments down to this nation. For these stones are the just punishment of mystery, Babylon. And God says that he's going to judge America by the word. So imagine the word says thou shalt not kill. He's simply going to bring up all the wars and bring it next to thou shalt not kill and then there's going to be a problem. The word says do not kill. He's simply going to bring up all the abortions and bring it next to the word and then there's going to be a problem. Same for murder. If he says a man will not put on what pertains to a woman, he's simply going to bring up all the trance and put it next to the word and it's going to be a failure. If he says that a man should not lie with a man As he does with a woman, it's going to bring up all the gays and put it next to the word. And it's going to be a problem. If the Lord says, do not abandon the widow and the orphan, he's simply going to bring up all the times that people see households in need right next to them and just say, well, she shouldn't have had all those Mexican babies. And she shouldn't have had all those babies and just hoped the system was going to take care of them i just don't know he's going to bring up every word that has come up out of people's mouths collectively individually he's going to put them next to the eternal standard which is the word of god and then there's going to be a problem to the extent that they cast away that means to take the word of god and literally look at it do not fornicate and throw it away and put that girl's number in the phone and text her and say what's up how can i slide into these dms You have the word and then you throw it behind your back and continue living as you want and yet you think you threw it away but it actually just went around one side and will come around like a boomerang to meet you except that this time you'll be dead and you'll have to answer for it or you'll be in the judgments and the judgment punishment will be coming expertly to your door like a special delivery for an for an order you didn't know that you made to the extent That you threw the word away to the extent that you disobeyed the word. God says this is the exact extent that you will be judged to the extent that you cursed and hated the word and you excluded it from your midst. That is how you will be weighed and found wanting. That means that all the prophecies that you said were a lie, that you said were born of hatred for America, and this will never happen, and never, we're American. And then you you did all that, and then that is the same weight he will put into the scale against the nation. And this is why I always tell the Christians that you must look after your souls, and you must seek a relationship with God very deeply, because every person is going into those scales but god will look into the scales and remember this same word that says i will not punish the righteous with the wicked and that's going to be one of the things that will stand for us as we are all in the scale Mene mene tech tackle ufarsin and that is from daniel chapter five and the lord said that i should read it just a moment please Daniel chapter 5 concerns the son of King Nebuchadnezzar. This is the same Nebuchadnezzar um, that Daniel the prophet used to work for. This is the same Nebuchadnezzar who was so proud and so arrogant and so wicked and so capricious that judgment was pronounced against him from the holy ones in heaven at God's command, obviously, and he lost his mind for a period of seven years. So he lost his mind and he was living on his own palace grounds in the backyard, eating grass like an animal and living basically almost naked. His nails grew long, his hair grew long, and God took away this man's mind to show him that God is God and that he is man and he was not pleasing God. So After Nebuchadnezzar came back to his senses, senses, he said that my mind came back to me and the glory of my kingdom, my honor and my riches, my splendor were returned to me. All my counselors and my nobles came back to the court and I had my kingdom restored to me. And then he says that excellent majesty, which means that God made him even greater than he had been before. And that's because Nebuchadnezzar had learned a life lesson, one that I share here in a short form. It's called don't play with God. So he says, now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol, and I honor the king of heaven, for all his works are truth, and all his ways are judgment. And those who walk in pride he is able to put down. In other places, that meaning of put down actually means to be abased. To be abased basically means not even to go down on your knees, it means to be put down flat on the ground with your face dirtward until you understand whatever is being done. So now the son of Nebuchadnezzar is called Belshazzar. His father has passed on, Belshazzar is now king and Belshazzar gets the idea that he's going to have a dinner and he's going to call the The highest lords and ladies of the land. And he's having a feast here, a feast of wine, it says, for a thousand of his highest lords. And now while he was tasting the wine, this is Daniel chapter 5 and verse 2, Belshazzar gave this command, go and bring the gold and the silver vessels. Now these are gold and silver vessels that his father before him, Nebuchadnezzar, had taken from the temple in Jerusalem when Babylon went and brought Israel into slavery. This is the naked slavery that I have referred to many times here, that they came stripped and marching as captives with no clothes, exactly as God told them would happen to them for their sins. Now the king kept the things that he brought from Israel. And his son now said, go and get those gold vessels and silver vessels that once used to be in the house of the Lord and bring them here that me and my lords and my wives and the ladies and the concubines can drink from them. And so they brought out the gold vessels that came from God's house. I'm just paraphrasing, you have your Bible, you can follow along. And all the king and the king and his lords, his wives and his concubines and the ladies drank from them. They drank wine and then of course they got drunk And the Bible says that they began to praise the gods. And who were they praising? Gods of silver and gold. Gods of bronze and iron, wood and stone. And this is a picture basically of how God can really let you do the most just before judgment. So your father goes and takes the sacred things from God's sacred house. And God did not defend those things because he told the Israelites And he told solomon that when you do nonsense i will depart this house and it will become like an empty box with nothing in it i will abandon this temple and it will hold no meaning for me it will be meaningful to you alone but i will not defend it and so when the invaders came they sacked the place and they took all these things that are precious but now they bring precious things and they say nothing about the god who once owned these things they are praising false gods of wood, iron, bronze, stone, gold, and silver. And God is listening to them do this. And it says, in that same hour, the fingers of a man's hand appeared and wrote opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the king's palace wall. And the king saw only the part of the hand that was writing. Then the king's face changed. His countenance changed and his thoughts began to trouble him. He was basically starting to have shock or some form of mental breakdown at seeing a human hand writing on the wall of his palace with no body there. And it says that the joints of his hips became loose and his knees began to knock together. And he cried aloud and he called the astrologers, Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. These are the same men that his father used to go to, to interpret dreams and say, what do the stars in the heaven mean? And when is a good time to go to war? And then they would do their little witchcraft and find out. And the head of the Chaldeans at that time was still the old man, Daniel, and he said to all the wise men of Babylon, whoever reads this writing and tells me its interpretation, I will clothe him with purple. I will give him, give him a chain of gold around his neck, and he will become the third ruler in the kingdom. So all the wise men came because this was a great promotion, riches, wealth, and to become third in the kingdom. This did not happen every day. But it says that they couldn't read what was writing, written on the wall, nor could they tell the king its interpretation. And then he was troubled and his face changed and all his Lords were astonished to be astonished means that you are so shocked that you lack words. And then the queen remembered and she said, "O King live forever. Don't let your thoughts trouble you this much and don't let your face change because there is still a man in your kingdom that has the spirit of the Holy God and in the days of your father, Light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, was found in this man. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, made him chief of all the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. Now, please listen. It says that Daniel was made chief, and yet when the offer of money, power, and influence was made, Daniel was still in bed. Daniel did not respond to this call. Daniel wasn't paying any attention to followers and subscribers and likes and clicks. Daniel was fast asleep because it was nighttime when this ruckus party was going on. And yet when the astrologers, Chaldeans, and the soothsayers came running, the man who was the best of them, the man that the queen says in as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge, understanding, interpretation of dreams, solving riddles, and even explaining enigmas. An enigma is a high level, tough, and hard to figure out puzzle. All this was found in Daniel, whom the king called Belshazzar. Now let us call Daniel, and he will interpret this for us. Then Daniel was sought, brought out before the king, and the king said, Daniel, aren't you one of the captives of Judah that my father the king brought over from Judah? I have heard of you, that the spirit of God is in you, that light, understanding, and excellent wisdom are also found in you. Now these wise men and astrologers, they have been brought in before me to read this writing and tell me its interpretation, but they cannot give the interpretation of a thing. But I have heard of you, that you can give interpretations and explain enigmas. Now if you can read the writing and make known to me its interpretation, you will be clothed with purple and you will have a chain of gold around your neck and you will become the third ruler in the kingdom." Then Daniel answered and said to the king, keep your gifts for yourself and give your rewards to somebody else. Yet I will read for you this writing and I will tell you what it means. And then he goes on to tell this man something that this man already knows. He tells him that your father was given great riches and peoples and power and territories by the Lord God. Whatever he wanted to do, Nebuchadnezzar carried it out. Whoever he wanted to stay alive, stayed alive. Whoever he wished to elevate, he set them up. But whoever your father wished to bring down, he put down. But when his heart was lifted up and his spirit became hardened in pride, he was deposed. This means to be utterly removed with not even your piece of robe visible. He was deposed from his kingly throne and they took his glory from him. And he was driven from among men and he was given the heart of a beast and he lived outside with wild donkeys. They fed him grass like they feed to the cows and his body was drenched with rain from heaven until he knew that the most high God rules in the kingdoms of men and appoints over it who he chooses. But you, his son, have not humbled your heart Although you knew all this, you have lifted yourself up against the Lord of heaven, and they have now brought you the vessels of his house before you. And here you are, you and your lords and your wives and your ladies, concubines, drinking out of them. Daniel was asleep. So Daniel said this part, you might say, yes. Daniel, seeing the cups on the table, and he knows where the cups are from and so he said this part but who told daniel this part and you have praised the gods of silver and gold bronze and iron wood and stone which cannot see or hear or know and god who holds your breath in his hands and knows all your ways you have not glorified Therefore, these fingers of the hand have been sent from him, and this writing has been written. And this is what is written Mene, Mene, Tekel, Ufarsin. This is the interpretation of each word Mene. It means God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. Tackle, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting or lacking, or it means you don't measure up. Perez. This is another interpretation of the word that is written, Ufarsin. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Daniel told this man that knowledge of God did not always exist in this kingdom. But during your father's reign, your father learned the hard way that there is a God and that God rules above men. And he said, you knew all this. And this is because history tells us outside of the Bible. If you study historical texts, it tells you that this young man, Belshazzar, is the one who took his father's place and kept the kingdom going as his father was outside eating grass like the oxen, naked among the wild donkeys with the heart of a beast and human logic out of his head. God did that to this man. And his son saw his dad like that for seven years as he was ruling his father's kingdom. But Nebuchadnezzar has told us that at the end of the seven years, God being faithful to his word, that when a judgment is pronounced, after the time of the judgment, God will lift it. The man was outside eating grass and then suddenly his brain came back and told him, "'Sir, grass is not for humans his reason returned to him. He realized I'm naked and then he realized I'm me. And it says that he praised God. He came to the knowledge of God by a harsh punishment. And like I have said, nations that follow America into sin, you will receive some body blows from God that will cause your whole country to catapult into revival. Many people in your country will learn sense after some judgments come there. Many countries that are comfortable now, when God breaks the money and the flower is being sold for $80,000, and $80,000 means nothing, and you have to cast your money in the street like Venezuela, what will happen is you will come to your senses and you will cry to God. You will get to know God through being hungry. You will have revival of the belly revival of losing your home you will know god through hardships like nebuchadnezzar does and daniel does not hold back in telling this man what has come upon him he told him that you knew all this and he tells him prophetically from his bed what god has now given him knowledge of that daniel you are in the presence of people who are drinking from my cups and praising the materials that the cups are made of. These people are praising the God of wood and stone. That basically means that they're praising the floor because a stone floor in those days was an extremely hard to come by things because to quarry stone was expensive. God is basically saying, Daniel, they praise the, sto- the, sto- the stones beneath your feet. They're praising the floor and they're praising the wood that their tables that they're having dinner is made of and they are drinking from my cups and mocking me. America, your kingdom has been numbered by God. That means from the very day you fought for independence and you became a nation until the times that judgments were being pronounced upon you by people who came before me, God has judged the kingdom of the United States and finished it. It means that you shall not continue as a country. And the prophecies that I've brought here all the way from 2020 is God says that America will be removed from the register of nations america shall no longer be a country it exists now and you can find it on wikipedia and you can find it on the atlas but there will come a time because the atlas has already been drawn the maps have already been drawn wikipedia will be the only thing that has to be updated america will cease from being a nation it will be scattered judged and finished as the lord has said I have weighed you in the balances and found you lacking, lacking in the way you raise your children, lacking in the way that males live, lacking in the way that females live, lacking in governance, lacking in temperance, lacking in control of the tongue, lacking in knowing my word and teaching it accurately and not turning it into something that you sell for cash. You have cut up the word of God and you have taken away all the parts that pierce the heart and bring men to repentance. You are selling a fluffy cake that does not convict people of any sin, and that is why the people are licentious, and they do whatever they want, and then they say, it's my struggle. And so, in this prophecy, as the Lord was speaking to me, I saw the sky looking like a scene from an apocalyptic movie, like Lord of the Rings or something. Huge black and gray thunder clouds were across the sky from one end to the other, and standing on each cloud was a massive silver angel dressed in roman war clothing metal breastplates with fitted armor and those leather skirts that they used to wear in war and these are the obedient angels of the lord mighty obedient warriors called to do his will and fulfill his orders as these angels receive them The word of God says, bless the Lord, you, his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, that hearken unto the voice of his word. Bless you, the Lord, all you, his hosts, you ministers of his that do his pleasure. This is Psalm 103 verses 20 to 21. And so these angels, they had human faces and they did look like men, but they were so massive. They were standing so tall and so high, huge forearms of men and huge thighs and their legs disappeared into the fluffy substance of the clouds that each man was standing on. And they had very stern faces, very focused, and their bodies and clothing was all silver as if they had been dipped in silver paint. This is their faces, their skin, their clothing. All of them looked like they had been dipped in silver paint, standing on these clouds. And as a team, as one man working towards one ending, I saw them hurling huge boulders on America. Giant boulders came speeding out of the sky towards the cities and the towns of the United States of America. As these boulders were passing through the atmosphere towards this nation, many of those rocks then overheated and burst into flames. And if you remember this prophecy, I spoke of seeing these massive rocks headed to earth with many of them destined for America. That prophecy is called Kuiper Belt and Fire. Fiery rocks came and rained carnage on the nation of America, smashing into the buildings, smashing into cars and people alike. And people were falling under this judgment and being crushed, just as the Lord has said. And the Lord continued speaking, America is sick from the head on down from the greatest to the least of them they are defiled please remember this is a vision and teaching and words from the lord that i received when i was praying earnestly to the lord for guidance and direction in my own life this is a prophecy that came concerning america and it is often that way for me he says they have all gone away backwards and there is no sound place in her the bible phrase gone away backwards means that a nation or a person has regressed so instead of progressing instead of going forward this one now regresses backward until they come to a reprobate state so you have a child you raise the child you teach the child and you finally leave the child out of your hands and let the child go to college you send to college a thoughtful boy a thoughtful girl someone who says please and thank you. Someone who remembers to say their prayers. Someone who is considerate of others, who opens the door for old people and helps children if they're lost in the supermarket. A thoughtful and considerate child. After a year or two, the child comes back. They are smoking, drinking. They're addicted to weed. They sniff things. They are reprobate. Curses coming out of their mouth all the time. You cannot recognize The progressive child that you let go to college with this reprobate, who now stands up to his dad and is aggressive to his mother and sisters. That is what it means to go away backward. It literally means to walk backward into the worst possible state to be in a fallen and deplorable state. It is the backward state of a nation that Isaiah chapter 1 verses 2 to 8 describes. Please always be in the habit taking note of the scriptures and going to read them. Then the Lord said the soul that sins shall die. Any child that knows to do good and does not do it, that child will not escape judgment. Parents, I hope you are listening. I hope that you were hearing that there's absolutely no age of accountability. My child is innocent, Celestial. I don't think he knows to be a bad boy. It's just youthful vigor. I've brought prophecies here. You have heard that the children of the world, America at the forefront, are raping their peers, gaslighting their peers into suicide. They are drug lords, getting their peers hooked on substances, and then the peer who is addicted dies, and then they keep quiet. Even the other children who knows who the pusher is, do not expose him. Conspiracy of silence, protecting evildoers. Instead of standing up for what is right. The Lord says, I have spoken my word against the great city and now a harsh and a stiff wind is blowing over the continent of America. Soon great changes will manifest in its government, in its landscape and in its people at that time only the lord's remnant those who have held fast to his word and hid it in his in their hearts only they will escape if you have hidden the word of the lord in your heart you will escape this is the word of the lord and so this prophecy is all the way from 2021 and so i'm sure you're seeing all that is going on in the government for the first time in history America the gaslighting government that always plays X files music whenever someone out in New Mexico says I saw a UFO all the newscasters well I don't know John what did she see mocking mockers who mock all of a sudden we are seeing two-hour depositions. Yes, we have UAPs and PAUs in our atmosphere and our pilots. All of a sudden, exactly as I told you in 2021, that this government was going to do a 180 and start to tell you, this is breathtaking news, America. This is, this is never before seen stuff. I mean, for the first time, uh, we, we are seeing something historic, aliens. Just as the Lord said that they would turn and begin to treat this as the most serious thing in the country. Great changes in government landscape and people. America's favorite son having dogs tear at him. Both of them elderly men. Two presidents being dragged and chewed by the wolfhounds in the press at the same time did not the spirit of the lord reveal these things god says only the remnants who hold fast to his word and hide it in their hearts will escape the things that are coming if you have hidden the word of the lord in your heart you will escape this is the word of the lord and after this i saw a vision that i had seen before and it's a blonde woman who represents america and she was fighting a wind mind you that the lord has said a stiff and a harsh wind would have started blowing over the country since 2021. And so I saw this vision of a woman, blonde, trying to fight against the wind. She was on a farm and there was a boundary fence and she was holding on to the boundary fence and trying to used the boundary fence to make progress. So she was holding on to the boundary fence and she had the flag of the United States around her and she was trying to use the fence as a support structure to move forward. Hair was flying everywhere and the sun was very low in the sky setting as I was watching her struggle. And I saw how determined she was to beat the wind, but I also saw how the wind became so stiff and resisted that woman so much that she was not able to move. She could barely inch forward. And the Lord told me, these are the headwinds of the Lord. And so God is faithful to his people, but the Lord has said that spiritual storm clouds will cover America and standing on top of them will be angels, mighty angels who live to do his good pleasure. And when you hear things like that, then you understand that it's not the time to be doing a slothful work. And God is saying that he's going to hang millstones around the neck of a nation that abuses children, that rapes children, that, that is growing children on breeding baby farms. Growing children without birth certificates, growing children and chipping them with microchips, growing children for the sole purpose. The way you, you grow corn for one purpose is to steam it and consume it, Human beings are being bred in this nation simply at for as a consumption good. And when I say consumption good, I mean exactly that. To be eaten by mouth or to be chopped up into parts for something called stem cells or for research or for torture or for satanic mass rituals that are taking place in this country nonstop. When you hear that the headwinds are stiff against America, prophecies like this let you know why. And so if you are part of the listening brigade that I am trusting God will increase and grow, the listening brigade are people who listen and they are receiving the words of God to be useful to them in the spirit. If you listen as a voyeur, you're just listening because this channel is interesting to you. And she says things I haven't heard before, but I'm still checking her out. You're not the person I'm talking to. I'm talking to the people behind you that are listening because they need to go into their prayer closet and begin to have conversations about, Lord, the headwinds that are coming. The financial crash that she's been talking about for years now, how do I navigate them because I have a wife and two children? Lord, how do I navigate them because I'm millennial and I don't have a cent in savings? I have not been able to leave my mother's house. I desire my own apartment, but I don't want a roommate and I don't have enough to even pay six months of rent without not losing the apartment and being forced back to mom's house. There are people behind those who are testing my spirit. And those people want to know what God is saying and how they can prepare themselves. How they can become rooted in this same word that God says will judge those who don't want to receive and live by his truth as we have received it in the word of God. And so this is Celestial with the master's voice. I will continue with the prophetic messages. I am doing them in a new format. I will open the comment section at a future time under these videos. But for now, it is necessary that the Lord be granted room to speak unchallenged and unquestioned. And that is what I am doing according to what he has brought to my knowledge. The Lord says that the harvest is leaking, meaning that the information is going in but not staying in. Because people are listening but also giving an output and therefore people of God, please understand this. If you take these prophecies to be anything lesser than what they are, if you take them as conspiracy theory, if you take them as, oh, it's just her dreams and who knows where the dreams are from. If you take them as anything below the prophetic warnings and truths that they are, it means that also your response will be below what it should be. You will respond inadequately. You will prepare inadequately. You will take it exactly where you gauge it to be. It is impossible for you to have a response above what you take it to be. You take it to be my thoughts, you will just think, well, it's her thoughts. And then you will move on and listen to all the other thoughts, which you are perfectly free to do. But if you know what the Father is saying here, if you have heard, That Belshazzar saw his father go through the most and then still made the decision to not take what happened to his father, Nebuchadnezzar. Seriously, his response was detailed for you perfectly in this message. And many people are doing a Belshazzar response right now, listening to a Nebuchadnezzar word. May God bless you. May God open your minds. May God calm your spirits. May he make his face shine upon you. May you have peace, for you will need a sound mind and a strong insight to understand from God what are the times, Father, and how do I prepare? God bless you. This is Celestial with the Master's voice. The prophecy is called Millstones, and this prophecy is from May the 22nd, 2021. Until I see you again,